I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Andrea Cleary. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is comedian Ashley Manning. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You have picked our second uh, Disney original series, which is weird. I thought we'd be getting a lot more of these. And we've done no Nickelodeon series. It's only your second Disney one. Please tell us so how you brought us. The show that I have brought is That's So Raven. And I believe that ran from about 2003 to around about 2006, 2007. Um, and so at that time, I'm about 10 until about kind of 14, 15, I think. Um, and it's uh, it's a show about uh, Raven, Raven Baxter, who um, she has the ability to see into the future. Um, she gets these psychic visions and uh, basically she tries to either make them definitely happen or try and stop them from happening and hilarity ensues uh, it's it's just a brilliant I, I believe it's a brilliant um, kind of comedy uh, show um i think it has this really kind of old school slapstick comedy thing going on in it there's a lot of physical comedy um and it's just yeah it's just a vibe <laughs> the 20 years that this has been in culture i didn't know until watching the episodes that you sent us today that this was a show about a psychic that's I, exactly what i was about to say really i i had there's, no clue there's a <laughs> lot of bits of drag race that make more sense now oh really because <laughs> i thought maybe that, like raven simone the person was claiming to be psychic after the show. I did not think there was a Disney Channel show about a teen psychic because okay. it's not in the name. No, it's just so, it's so I in, it, it is like in the theme in... song. It's the future yes. I can see. <laughs> Sorry, I... yeah, but I thought that was just kind of like you know I'm gonna make my dreams come true through like <laughs> manifesting or something. I, I I was just I I don't know I wasn't I was I was paying attention to the theme song which I think is a bop. Uh, um, it is, but not so much to the message and then. <laughs> The first episode I watched, the so season two, episode two, was the um, it was a Halloween episode, which is uh, one that you suggested uh, that we watch uh, to prepare. And they, they start like, like working at a cauldron and then the spell works. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is very Sabrina, the teenage witch. I was very surprised that um, she is yeah, a well, and that magic exists in this universe, uh, which I yeah. like. <laughs> I, I mean, I fully lump it in with shows like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I was obviously mm. obsessed with and probably would have picked had it not already been done on a previous episode. <laughs> um, uh, like, so Sabrina the Teenage Witch charmed Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think mm. there's like this whole kind of late 90s, early noughties phenomenon of television shows with magical women uh, young women with kind of supernatural powers they have these kind of double lives going on and they're trying to you know balance who they want to be versus like who everybody is telling them to be and they're trying to just have a great family life a great social life boyfriends um and kind of school and aspiring careers and everything um and I think that that's that, that that's definitely a, a thing that was happening at that time for kind definitely. of women in popular culture yeah the wit the witch thing i think like yeah our gener like millennial women were well set up like to all, like all of us just convert to 
Wiccanism later in life yeah. where all of us become <laughs> like tarot card readers and all of that because it was so in the culture. Like for me, it was being a teenage witch. I was slightly too old um, for everybody loves Raven, as I was calling it, <laughs> um, for, for that Sir Raven. I was slightly too old for it, but you're right. Absolutely. I, I think like the it's still that kind of trials and tribulations of being a teen and having school and having kind of separate dreams. You know, she wants to be like a fashion designer and stuff. And I, I guess the difference between this and Sabrina the Teenage Witch is that like in Sabrina, her friends didn't know about her powers, except for like one yes. episode, I think, where they found out. Um, and I think in this, it's it's a little bit because I think it's maybe geared slightly younger, maybe than Sabrina. Yeah. Um, it's helpful to have her two friend characters know about her powers and then she can just be like I had a vision and they can just be like okay cool um, yeah <laughs> and like they're never jealous of her powers do, do they ever get jealous or annoyed or is there any like, there conflict is, between them there is one episode and actually this may have been a good episode to recommend but I couldn't remember which one it was um there is one episode where Eddie and Chelsea get really annoyed with her for having visions um, because they feel like that she's kind of meddling in their lives a bit or um, mm. kind of almost cursing them with bad luck or something, you know, uh, that she knows what's going to happen in their lives before they do. And, you know, it's kind right. of sometimes is a self-fulfilling prophecy or something. So there is an episode that does deal with that. Um, mm. And, of course, it kind of brings it all home with them being like, no, we understand and we love you and we support you. You just meant some- well. Yeah, you meant well. And yeah. uh, just sometimes it can be a bit difficult to deal with. Um, but, no, I, I do. I think that whole um, witch vibe was really it was really um, relatable for, I think, that time period, you know, kind of late 90s, early noughties, maybe even a bit earlier than that. Um, I, I don't want to sort of propose this in any sort of um, educated way. This is just a, a thought that crossed my mind and I have backed it up with nothing. But This is exactly the podcast for this. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Say it with all the conviction you can muster. Mm-hmm. Um, I do intend on like backing it up eventually and maybe doing a thesis on something like this someday. Um, But I I do think that this kind of witchy thing, it's for women at this time, it's probably the first generation of women that were brought up with this social, like societal encouragement to be able to go and achieve whatever you wanted to achieve. Like Mm -hmm. this socially acceptable idea of women's equality you know I don't know that many generations of women before that would have even had thought that that was possible let alone been encouraged to reach the same heights as men yeah yeah and and there's a a, like a major step away from um Christianity as being the norm as well within culture as well um and obviously women being women and girls being liberated from that as well so yeah no I I would read the thesis I would (laughs) co-sign like fully fully on board with it yeah definitely yeah but like it is it is amazing there there were so many witches like so many to the point where like when I was a young teen like when I was a tween I remember just being so sad that it wasn't 
real. Like I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch every single day. And so, like when I was a kid, I used to just kind of point at stuff and just be like, come on. Yeah. Once it'll work. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen for me. Um, but I think magic is a lot more complicated than that and requires yes. a lot more concentration and yeah. <laughs> candles and full moons and things. Uh, things that I'm not privy to, but many of my friends are. So... <laughs> So each episode is kind of divided into, I noticed, in the ones that you sent us. There's like the Raven storyline and then it's like they, her family exists purely to like have their own storyline every episode. They rarely like actually interact with each other except for the start and the end. end. So tell us about their parents because I find them quite interesting as parent characters. Yeah, the parent characters are are kind of, they're very kooky. Um, they have, they're very fun and actually one of my favorite episodes is probably an episode where Raven has a vision that they're going to break up and then she spends the whole episode trying to get them to not do that. So she recreates their first date and their first date was in this like cowboy themed karaoke bar and she makes this whole cowboy stage and she sings this really weird song about getting them to stay together (laughs) um (laughs) and it's just really really bizarre but um I think the the episode does kind of it's one of those it's one of the ones where yeah Alan like you're saying they do separate the storylines a lot but they kind of do that thing of like rotating the character cup uh, groupings maybe not in some of the episodes I recommended to you but there's definitely episodes where it's Raven and her mom or Raven and her dad or um there's an there's one episode where I think it's the parents and Eddie and Chelsea and Raven and her brother are gone off doing something um which is a really funny dynamic because I think um the parents and Eddie and Chelsea kind of bounce off each other in that they're all really daft and silly Mm. um and uh yeah I don't I like I don't know what else to say about the parents they're just they're really supportive um but you can tell that they're kind of I think they're trying to guide her and shape her into some there's there's a there's kind of a lot of pressure there I think as well um Mm. for her to be successful and whatever (laughs) but again very relatable (laughs) I like Raven a lot like I like her character and I think it's because she is a main character who is written the way the sassy black character in shows and movies like if if you take that kind of trope and Mm. fully flesh out a character and have her be the main character then that's who she is you know she's not um She's not like the serious straight person of the show and has like other kooky people around her who she reacts to. Like she's kooky as hell and she's like loud and slightly annoying, but like, you know, she's big. She's like a big character. And I like that she is, she's the main character in that way because Mm. I think a lot of sort of big loud people can sometimes just be like the comic relief characters and don't get to have like little bits of, you know serious moments like and there's a there's there's two two of the episodes that you suggested to us have like they deal with quite serious themes one about like body issues and one about race as well and it's nice to see the silly loud girl um dealing with that you know um whereas that character trope doesn't tend to get 
that sort of, you know, weight usually when they're being written. Yeah. And she has like very clear goals that are like, like series long goals that like say someone like Clarissa or Sabrina um, or even the sisters and sister sister or someone going back a little further don't have. They're always very episode to episode Mm. and it's normally boys or staying out late or something like that. Whereas she's like, I want to be the fashion designer. I want to be famous. And it's like, not boy related at all not or not relationship related and that could mm. be just like the episodes we saw but mm. it, it's interesting how little there was of that like she, i didn't really notice her look at a boy really yeah. twice in, in any That's of the four true. episodes she does have romantic storylines um mm. so there's throughout all of season two uh, or most of season two anyway she's seeing this boy Devon and he's a dreamboat okay. of course um but there is <laughs> there is those kind of romantic storylines of course um but yeah she's very I, I do think she kind of has all of the goals but I I think that's kind of what's really really good about her as a character is that she's she's getting overwhelmed by how much she's trying to kind of keep track of all the different aspects of her life um, and I think that that's maybe kind of a feature of all of these kind of witchy shows as well is that they're trying to have everything. It's like you want to be the career woman, but you also want to have the perfect man and you want to make sure that you're loyal and loving to your family. And um, mm. I think, yeah, I think each episode will definitely deal with one aspect of her life that she's trying to be perfect in. Mm. Um, and that that anxiety is... I think that was definitely something that I related to a lot across all of these different shows. Mm. Um, And yeah, I just, I think it's really, it's, it's really timely. I think it's, it's really, it's really good for the time it was on, um, Mm. on the television. (laughs) I was going to say, I was surprised by like how hard the Black History Month episode went in terms of like really ramming home how important it was. Because yeah. I don't remember, it feels like, it, like obviously this is three white people talking about race now, but like, it feels like Black History Month as like a thing that everybody knows about and everybody's involved in is a more recent development, probably because of social media, whereas I don't remember seeing a Black History episode or a Black History Month episode of other shows yeah. necessarily, mm-hmm. whereas like, there's essentially like a parade of notable black historical figures in that episode yeah like of just there's here's this person they did this here's here here's frederick Douglass. here's harriet dubman you know Mm. yeah yeah i think that that episode is amazing and um i i think it's probably one of the first times that i because again i'm maybe that episode was in season three i think so i'm maybe 12 when that episode comes out 12 Mm. or 13 um and so that was probably one of the first times that I would have because I grew up in very rural Ireland um my surroundings were very white um I I don't like yeah I I wouldn't have come to terms with racism being a current thing and I think maybe that's what's important about that episode is that yeah it's Black History Month and it's talking about history of um Black struggles but that episode makes it very, it really, really drives home the fact that racism is a current thing, I think. Mm. It you it know. hits the nail really on the head, I think, mm-hmm. a couple of times. One is when her, uh, Raven and uh, her friend Eddie 
are talk they're talking about um so Ra- Raven didn't get the job in in the shop because she and she had a vision that the white store owner um says out loud I don't hire black people and she's talking to Eddie and her friend what's her friend's name um the Elsie Chelsea. El- uh, Chelsea. Uh, she's talking to Eddie and Chelsea. And e- Eddie shares this like this really serious moment where he's like, Yeah, when I was younger, um a I, I was hanging out with a kid who was white and his dad came over and was like, I don't want you hanging out with black kids and um Raven's like, Oh my god, that's terrible and then there's a moment of like silence and then Chelsea just goes well I'm off to work where she's like going to the store and and it's just like whoa oh oh my god okay so like but then she's like oh no I'm gonna go to quit but the joke I I was just like that's a bit of a brave joke and I think the joke is funny like I think I think it, it really I think it was it was the biggest laugh that I had watching the show was her just going, well, I'm off to work. I was like, fuck. (laughs) And then the other thing is, is, um, uh, when Chelsea does go and she frames or not frames, but she, she wears a a hidden camera, uh, to try and get the, the store owner to admit that she doesn't hire black people. And I was like, oh, is this, did this predict like, filming racist Karens on our phones like you know like some racist woman giving out about black people having a barbecue on a beach in America or something and then just like just filming her while she's freaking out I was like yeah this feels very like 2020s let alone you know 2003 or whatever it was you know yeah yeah. that's very actually (laughs) yeah I was like what I was like look at this Karen and I was like oh she's being filmed and then they show her on the news Later yeah. that night, and they're like, and and we closed the store down, and she was fired, <laughs> and it all yeah. wraps up like very nicely. But it's a lovely. I think it's a really lovely introduction, um, for for black kids and, and white kids. Um, and there's a nice moment as well where where they mention, um, Eddie asks at R- Raven, he's like, "Have you ever seen a black person or, um, or a, a Latino person or a Asian person working in that store?" And I like that they weren't just talking yeah. about kind of racism against black people mm. that like, yeah. you know, other groups were mentioned as well. Yeah. Raven even, sa- even says, I don't think I've ever seen a person of color working there, which I yeah. think yeah. is one of the earliest examples I can think of someone saying that, definitely on a kid's show, using, yeah. using that term. And I think, uh, yeah, the fact that they didn't yeah. kind of dance around it at all, they blatantly had the shop owner go, I don't hire black people. They didn't try and make it just a suggestion or they didn't try and soften it for kids or anything they were just like no 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 this is a reason that people maybe don't get hired or don't get these opportunities or whatever um they don't try and and cover it up or sugarcoat it at all which i think was really really good um and and then you've no room for like both siding either because like raven is clearly so much better than chelsea at that job like yeah exactly there's no room for arguments whatsoever so it's really really clear cut and she's not like she's not this kind of villainous racist that would be kind of easy to do like she's just she's to look she's just a normal white woman and that's the (laughs) that's the important thing to, to note about her is that you you look at her and you're like yep just a white lady who manages a store like she's not she's not like and your little doggies too you know she's just yeah that that actress plays it like very very well and very believably you know yeah she has a bit of a Parker Posey and Josie and the Pussycats vibe she does like yeah 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 Yeah, blonde Parker Posey 
Mm. Um, this episode probably it came out I think around the same time as all of the Abercrombie and Fitch stuff was happening okay. um mm, yeah so it was pro- it was really I, I wouldn't you know you wouldn't know if they were aware of that going on at the same time or if this even maybe just slightly predated it I'm, I don't know but it's mm. definitely very relevant I think to the state of the world as it was then but honestly like it still holds up I think which is quite yeah. upsetting um yeah because nearly nearly 20 year old episode as well you'd think it would be a bit better but it probably is not yeah, 20 years yeah yeah like it felt it felt like like you said Alan like it feels it feels like a good introduction to kids mm-hmm. about racism that that works today you know like if, if if you show this to a kid today there's nothing in it that's outdated um there's nothing in it that doesn't still happen and there's no like there's no like awkward moments of like oh we should really we should update that language or whatever like mm-hmm. it's all like really like on the level and well understood and um I didn't look into the writers but I assume it's a black writing room on the show I I presume so I mean I didn't look into that either but I I think yeah. it was it was one of the very earlier kind of black led tv shows i think mm. um and that was in kind of nearly every regard um yeah yeah, yeah it's fantastic and then you know speaking of abercrombie and fitch there's the uh the fashion shoot episode yeah. and the designing the dress episode and i was very yeah. upset for our, our dear raven <laughs> I know it's such an emotional episode and that is the episode that stays with me and has stayed with me since I saw it the first time Um, Mm. and I mean even just down to the dress as a kid I was pretty obsessed with kind of fashion and designing fashion and everything like that so um, it's not what I do in my life now but I just I loved it as a kid and I had those like fashion wheel toy things which I was nearly going to talk about on the show Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I just loved that episode they were the best I still have mine do you (laughs) (laughs) do you have it to hand I we can don't have this dad. episode around real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it they were just so cool, and I loved it. So I think there was just a lot of things in that episode that I really enjoyed. And I guess you know it's not mentioned directly in the episode, but I do guess that there's maybe an undercurrent of race issues going on there as well. Absolutely. In yeah. that, um, you know, Raven they tell her that she doesn't have the look because um, I think it's it's well, Team Look magazine, white woman. <laughs> and it's like pointing to this really skinny white woman, and yeah. they're kind of talking about the rate the the weight issues. Um, mm-hmm. But you you just know that that her race is probably involved in that as well. Um, yeah. Because the woman I, that's that's involved as well, who's like who is supporting her, is yes. black. And, she, yeah. and she's like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's great to see a normal person up there. And I think yeah. what was really being said was like, it's great to see a black body, you know, yes. on a, like a realistic black body on a uh, on a runway, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, one of the things I loved as well is the fact that um, so she goes and, and she kind of hijacks the whole fashion show and she wears her dress anyway. But what's lovely is the fact that she and the other model walk the fashion, the the catwalk together. 
And yeah. it's not like they kind of start off with this little bit of bumping each other aside and not really knowing what's going on. But then at the end, um, there's that great moment where they both kind of ass bump the woman running the show into the into the magazine yeah. poster behind them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what one thing on that is why. So I think it, the magazine's called Teen Look. We're yeah. assuming it's Teen Vogue, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> I, I was like, why would the editor of Teen Vogue be presenting this the auditions for the fashion show? Because she comes out and she's like, welcome, everyone. There's no one there. It's only the designers. And then these three judges, we don't know who they are. It's not mentioned. And she's like, welcome. Our first person is this. I'm like, this is, you know. Anna Wintour like she's like, the, yeah. you know, like those three judges why is this person like, here? they just got pulled in off the street who are they <laughs> like, they, don't, they the don't man, look fashionable not yeah. at all like one of the the, the 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 like blonde man just looks like someone's dad like he's just sitting yeah. there and he just has to nod they could be the writers for all we know yeah yeah <laughs> they could be I found that part so funny um so yeah funny. Like, um and I also don't think Raven is a good model don't come at me no she's, <laughs> she's but you know model. what it's sort of it's sort of brilliant though isn't it like she's yeah. just that that is like one of the things I think that I love about the show so much is her physicality and just yeah. how funny she is to watch like as a kid she's watching her comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's very good she's like she throws her whole body into instincts and the thing about like those like Disney shows and like the Nickelodeon ones from like five six years earlier is that the like the all the teenagers but especially the teen girls are so expressive in a way mm-hmm. that like the kids and the older slightly older dramas aren't. I remember when Dairy Girls came out, there was a lot of compliments about like just how expressive their faces were because um. like teenagers just don't have control of their faces and their emotions <laughs> yet. Yeah, and Raven and Chelsea especially are just like just extremely expressive people it's really mm. like fun to watch because it like the acting in the show is variable i would say yeah but raven and chelsea up at the and the parents up at the higher end and then kind of the rest of them down on the lower yeah. end yeah but the boys but aren't great they're not but raven mm. and uh chelsea are very very good chelsea's my fave Oh, she's amazing. And that's kind of one of the reasons I gave you the other, one of the other episodes I got you to watch was the Road to Audition, the, um, kind of musical episode number mm. oh my god <laughs> stunning but it also, like it just out of the water talented they are as yeah. well yeah oh. that was that was a i think that was my favorite ep- episode that we watched yeah paul abdul was paul in it? abdul guest stars yeah. in it <laughs> legend like more than once and she's dressed yeah. up as a janitor at the end yeah, yeah i really liked that episode i liked that it was just let's have high school musical like let's do yeah. high school musical in this um yeah and everybody got their song like when i was watching it the first girl who's like the rival um when she did her song was like 35 years old by the way really (laughs) she's born in 1978 yeah she she was fantastic i I was like okay Mm -hmm. well this girl like she's the lead in the school musical she's very beautiful she's very talented she's put all this dance together for this guy for this audition she should absolutely win but i didn't know that the rest of them had had all like also put together like through the magic of television had also put their dances together <laughs> and now I'm like I think it's between Chelsea and um Eddie with his basketball 
get your head in the game moment. When they started using the basketballs as a bass drum, I was like, oh shit, this slaps. I've never heard this before. Like way ahead of its time. (laughs) It's like it is it is proto Hamilton in terms of his actual flow. But like (laughs) Hamilton's huge, so it's fine. Yeah. Was this this was after high school musical, I assume. Pre actually it was making this musical because of how good this episode was. Really? This one went. Yeah, yeah. Did high school musical take the basketball moment from That's So Raven? Very possibly. (laughs) Exposed. (laughs) High school musical exposed. It's such a fun episode. It's It's great. I love it. You can really see how it does predate things like high school musical. And even, you know, like Riverdale does the musical episodes now. And you know, there's loads of kind of high school. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of kind of high school shows that do those musical episodes. Um, mm. so I, you can kind of, now maybe there was other shows doing the same thing at the same time. I don't know, but it's just, it's such a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that everybody got to have mm-hmm. a little moment. And then the parents as well were like yeah. pop stars in the eighties <laughs> called toast, jam and toast or something. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Something, something like that. I don't remember. Uh, toast anyway. and jelly. They were. Toast and yeah. Je- Oh yeah. It wouldn't be jam. Toast and yeah, jelly. Yeah, toast and jelly. It's like, I'm toast and I'm jelly. And her mom was like, oh, we should show the kids. It was so good. Her mom was like so proud of her little pop moment. And yeah, yeah I thought that was really sweet. Really, really cute. Um, there's so much. There's so many more episodes that have amazing kind of musical moments and singing and dancing and just really ridiculous. What, uh, the costumes that Raven wears throughout the whole series are just. Yeah, her clothes. So extra. <laughs> wild wild (laughs) she has this pair of jeans i think it might be in that musical episode that Mm. are like obviously low-waisted it was the 2000s um jean like dark denim and then they go really wide at the at the feet like in a flare yeah but then it's just cut with this like blue sparkly material and then just glitter up the leg and I'm like just wearing that to school are we like we're just going to school I think she's wearing a little (laughs) pair of heels as well and Uh like it always used to fascinate me watching these shows when I was younger um and the amount of girls that would wear heels to school and uh, can you imagine going to school here in in a pair of like heels stilettos? like it's very very funny there is an episode actually where um, I think it's like the headmaster or something tries to introduce a uniform and Raven is just like, no, yeah, <laughs> not happening. And she tries to start this protest where they all kind of, she, she tries to get the whole school to rally behind her and do this protest where they glam up their uniforms. And then of course she's the only one that does it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a really good episode because she she has like this arch nemesis in the earlier episodes of the series um, called Alana. And she uh, basically they kind of go at each other. It gets really violent sometimes, but um, it's really funny. But that's the they're the only other ones. Alana and her crew are the only other ones that do the protest. And so it's like this um, kind of fun enemies becoming her friends thing um oh, and it's it's a fun episode it's a really good yeah. episode there's so there's so many good episodes just so many there's another one um in one of the later series where uh, Kelsey and Raven 
they become this like 1970s sort of funk duo called Coffee and Cream. And I don't really remember why, but I just, it's a standout (laughs) moment for me because they do this whole kind of breaking into a restaurant dressed in, and they have, they both have these huge afros on um, and they kind of get funky and it's just (laughs) iconic, iconic. (laughs) And so what, what what was Raven's sort of, you know, like we, we know that she wants to be a fashion designer. Like when the show ends, does it end because she's finished high school or or how does it? Oh, or are they I in high school or are they in middle school? They're in high school, I think. Okay. I think they might start in middle school, actually. I think in one of the first okay. episodes, she says that she's like 14. Okay. Um, and that she obviously ages throughout the series. But I think the last series has her as an intern at a fashion designers um I think if I remember correctly and I think it's meant to be kind of Donna Karen or something okay um the the card's called like Donna Carbona so yeah yeah okay thank you yeah it's meant to be um, I like stuff like that I like like slightly altering things I know yeah like a really obvious nod (laughs) yeah yeah um so I think that's kind of where it wraps up and then I don't I don't remember how they actually leave it though um I don't remember I think it wraps up a bit better than Sabrina did Sabrina had the the worst ending ever (laughs) what was the ending of Sabrina well it had the worst ending to like her in the aunt's house where they just like married off Hilda Zelda became a child for no reason and um something that. else happened but she, they just got rid of all of them except Salem. And then she came back to be a, And then she was an intern a, at a magazine. <laughs> yes, she was a journalist and yeah. she was going out with Josh in the in the coffee place. Yeah, um, and it was Which was an era really I didn't mind but I didn't love it either cuz Harvey I, wasn't there and Harvey yeah. was my dream, dream man. Sabrina's a, a high school show. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they already have shows that repeated over and over again on Nickelodeon when I was of the age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From school every day to watch it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird to think about all those shows, like because like you actually like there was literally one black person in my school uh-huh. growing up, mm. and that was it. Whereas like everything we watched essentially, like Sister Sister, Moesha, Keenan and Cal, yeah, we consumed so much black media, like and all the like some like positive like male role models were like the dads in like yeah. these predominantly black shows on Nickelodeon. Um. Which I find really strange. I don't think that's how people are consuming media anymore. I think, I'm not sure like the the like the black sitcom is as much a thing. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was thinking Just about this recently. Family, I think. That's what it is. Um, that when we were kids, we were consuming way more black media than our parents were, because mm-hmm. shows that were on. Like my channels were like I, I had Nickelodeon because it just we just had it in in uh, mm-hmm. in Dublin, um, but we didn't get the Disney. I think we got the Disney channel for about an hour um, before it switched to something <laughs> we else. Same, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was like it wasn't even like a thing where mm. it was like, oh, balanced programming or, or any of this. stuff. it was just there was just a lot of it's like, oh, shit, about... sister, sister's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah sister, sister's <laughs> on. And like, yeah. 
like you're you're a kid, so you don't even realize that Tia and Tamara are black until they might like yeah. have an episode about it or something, and then you're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like it or or in Keenan and Cal or, or whatever it was, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's uh that's a thing, but you're just so young that you don't really realize it, which is why I think it's so nice that the Raven writers did an episode about that because yeah, like well maybe, maybe not in America now, like I think all all the kids are probably much more clued in than than we are um to this kind of stuff but you know to us us little little whiteies in ireland like (laughs) we needed a little (laughs) little nudge now and then to remember um that that race is a thing uh, certainly in the 90s but but yeah it was there was there was so much of it like and it was great it was yeah it was brilliant yeah yeah some really brilliant as well i never saw moesha i think maybe that was moesha's great yeah, but I do remember Keenan Kel, um, Fresh Prince, obviously, hmm. um, T and Tamara. I think I even kind of just on my sort of exit out of kids programs, I started to get into Proud Family a little bit. Um, yeah. And that was really, really fun. Um, but yeah, I do think that's a Raven was just it was just so fun. And and you're right. Yeah, the the dad even in that's a Raven is just a great kind of supportive role model character he's um, a sweetheart he's so good he's lovely he's very sweet and he's in loads of other stuff right i've seen him like guest yeah star he looks so familiar in... he's I, very I, familiar i checked his imdb and it wasn't a load of stuff okay really? he looks so familiar i feel like he's definitely done the rounds on like disney programming or something you know yeah like, maybe. That kind of thing yeah, yeah. like he's definitely mm-hmm. played uncles or dads or you know because yeah. um, i definitely always think of him as being this sort of character mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. bumbling loving dad um, yeah because yeah, it was like oh clumsy th- or whatever when he came on screen it was like oh this guy's in it and yeah I was like i don't know where i know him from and you literally <laughs> I know, know exactly so well. what his character is yeah, yeah. gonna be yeah um, yeah there's yeah, so I- many there's so many episodes throughout the series where it's Raven trying to like protect her dad. Um Aww. usually like in his career or something, she's trying not to fuck it up for him, or she's trying to um she has a vision that he there's gonna be a critic in the restaurant or something like oh, that. Oh, he's a restaurant she, owner, is he? He yeah, or that's chef. he's a chef, um, is like oh, his career. Yeah, he gives them the wrong burgers in one of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then in the I think in that True Colors episode he's he's cooking them um kind of soul food he oh, calls he's in it. Soul food. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um so he's I think he's a, a really important character. I think he's maybe a bit more kind of um important and has a bit more soul in in the episodes than the mother character does. Mm. Um so yeah he's lovely <laughs> there's a there's a lovely moment in the halloween episode um where the her her little brother i can't remember his name um ori ori where he 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 like sits him down and he's like look i don't want to go trick-or-treating with you i want to go with my friend who's dressed like uh-huh. a remote control and keeps setting off all the cars and it's really funny um and his dad's heart breaks a little bit and so he stays home with the mom and they have a nice time um and then he comes home and you can just tell that the dad is still heartbroken. And he's like, oh, well, maybe maybe we could go next year. And he's like, why don't we just go now? And then they go trick or treating together. And it's very, very sweet because it's yeah. like that. I think they did that moment very well. The like, we need to sit down and have a talk. I'm too old to go trick or treating with you. And I remember that feeling of being like, yeah. mom. 
I'm not a kid anymore, you know, <laughs> and, and it's so heartbreaking because, you know, you get older and then you start to see these things from the parents perspective and you're like, oh, yeah. no, he's a baby. Don't let him out there on his own. Yeah, I, I think it happen. It's Halloween. Yeah, I do think that um, Victor, the dad, he's he's got a lovely softness to him um, that you don't often see with many male characters in general whether they're fathers mm. or sons or anything um there's even kind of a few I don't remember where or when it happens but I think it kind of happens a lot where even just the simple little things like he regularly kisses Corey um mm. like gives him a kiss on the head or or gives him these kind of really emotional hugs and stuff and I just think that's really lovely <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah that is lovely and the parents are very much in love yes like, yeah yeah like they 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 look at each other like they're hot like they're yeah. like oh yeah like there's, <laughs> oh, there's a joke yeah. in, in the halloween episode where he's like no kids home alone yeah. you know what that means and she's like eating sweets and he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet <laughs> yeah i think that halloween episode is just so because chelsea and raven get turned into cows yes yeah, so that, that was the first one I watched, and I was like, "Oh, magic's real in this universe." Okay, yeah, like, they're, they're cows now. <laughs> they're and, cows. and they have this ability to make wishes that come true, <laughs> and just don't use it again. <laughs> just, no, because the only thing up. that that went wrong, like the lesson, I was trying to figure out the lesson, and I guess the lesson is like, be careful what you wish for, or whatever. But if they were just really careful and didn't drop anything into the cauldron, like her, it it only fucked up because her badge fell into the cauldron, and that's what mm-hmm. turned them into cows. If they could just tweak that one little part of it, <laughs> they'd have unlimited wishes forever. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> just never comes up again <laughs> no and and you'd think that that would be a really good narrative tool but no they never use it again no um, no but just such a funny concept in general um actually that's kind of a fun part about Chelsea's character I'd kind of forgotten about that until you mentioned the badge is that she's very kind of she really cares about you know the environment and social justice and everything and I don't I don't think I've watched the episode again recently, but there is an episode where Chelsea runs for class president or something like that. Mm -hmm. And because she's, she's kind of portrayed as this bumbling idiot of a character most of the time that she's a bit dim and she's a bit silly and all this sort of thing. But then every now and then you see her have these really sincere moments and you see how kind of loyal a friend she is. And then just, generally how decent a human being she is and Mm. in that episode I think um Raven's kind of trying to help her or something to to win the election and she's not winning the election she's she's kind of the student body is not really behind her and she can't seem to rally them she doesn't have that kind of public spokesperson thing going on Mm. but in some way there's like a she's talking to somebody might have been Raven and she's like really passionately talking about how much she wants to win because she wants to do this, 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 and this. And for whatever reason, she's overheard by the whole auditorium. There's probably a mic left on or something. And then she gets mm. this like applause and then she wins. And it's like, yeah. just it just shows you that like, yeah, she kind of comes across one way, but she actually is this amazing character. Yeah. 
Like my first introduction to her was was um, her having a veggie burger put in front yeah. of her. And as a kid who was a vegetarian who knew no other vegetarians except for me and my mom, I think that would have made me really happy to see a vegetarian yes. on screen. Like honestly, like it's so, it seems silly now because everyone's vegetarian now or like uh-huh. flexitarian or vegan or, or whatever it is. But I was just like, oh, like little me would have really enjoyed mm-hmm. that veggie burgers are being normalized <laughs> and then she takes a big bite out of it and she's like oh my god this is the best thing I've ever had oh no it's meat uh, which, I, <laughs> yeah. which I did find very funny um, but yeah that's a really cute episode and also like Halloween episodes in any kind of American teen thing Halloween just looks so good on American TV, especially when it's made for teens. Like, and they it just, stole it, it from, Ireland, so great. from Ireland. Like I know, but they perfected it. Like, they let's made be it. honest. They, they injected it with just the right amount of kind of consumerism to make it what yes. it is today. <laughs> like, like sounds beautiful. Um, but Halloween, I think, is just a, a completely separate thing, which is just about, you know, excess and like buying a lot of plastic and putting it up around your home and forgetting your morals (laughs) I go nuts at Halloween um yeah all all of those shows just had had like the most beautiful Halloween aesthetics and yeah and even her her bedroom as well is so beautiful yeah she's got this kind of loft den thing Oh my God, the dream, like, yeah, it's such a beautiful, and it's funny, but, and, and, and obviously the outside of the house, you know, they're like establishing the street mm-hmm. shot outside. It looks like also Sabrina's house, uh, very similar design, very kind of, and you know, the house in Charmed, I, I yes. think. And mm. the house in Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just all yeah. these, these like all the classic San Francisco houses. Yeah. I don't know where, yeah. the, like, I don't know if any of these houses even like exist in real life. But uh-huh. if I saw the one... Mrs. Delphire house, does it's a, it's a pretty good popular tourist stop, and the Full House house is in in San Francisco as well. Yeah, the Mrs. Delphire house yeah. was like I was fully yeah. convinced when I grew up I would live in a house like that, or the one from Hocus Pocus. I was like, oh well, that's, that, that's what my house. That's where grown-ups like. live. Yeah, that's yeah. when yeah. once yeah. I'm an adult, um, <laughs> I will live in that house, um, mm-hmm. and I'll be really clever about it because I won't have kids, so I get to have it to myself and that was my big plan yeah it's a solid yeah, plan speaking of having kids and not having space to yourself <laughs> Ashley did you watch the remake or the the reboot so I've only watched the first episode because I knew you were going to ask me that so I watched <laughs> the first episode and um I have to say I think I'm going to keep watching it because it's oh. really cute and fun so far anyway did, did either of you watch it no. Uh, I watched most of the first episode. Okay. What's the premise it, yeah. of the reboot? So Actually, the premise is um, it's Raven and Chelsea are living together. Chelsea has moved in with Raven in their adult apartment. Um, Raven has two children, twin 11-year-olds, I think. And then mm-hmm. Chelsea has a little boy uh, who's nine. And he is just such a funny character to be her son um the actor that they got for him is just so so cute uh but very very serious little man very serious and like he's taking care of Chelsea he's the adult the parent in the relationship you know (laughs) um and basically they've moved in because Chelsea's gotten divorced and I think there's such a funny joke because Chelsea is just saying isn't it just such a lovely thing that we're, we're so lucky that both our marriages fell apart <laughs> and the, the two of their faces just kind of goes really serious and like oh and Raven's just like 
that got dark (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a really I think it's just a quite a funny moment um but yeah in the first episode they introduce the fact that Raven has not told her children that she's psychic so that's kind of very different to Mm. the the scenario that she was living in when when she was a kid as well um because all of her family knew but now her family don't know but her son starts to have psychic visions Ah. um, and he's like what is going on because he hasn't been told um but I haven't watched the second episode yet so I don't know how that's going to play out (laughs) that's that's a very cute premise because then she can like have a vision of what the kids are up to if they're up yeah. to no good and stuff that's a cute problem yeah it's it's like they like cut away all the chaff so it's just raven and chelsea it's like yeah here yeah. you go here's what you wanted yeah. um i think it's really like brave of them to go yeah they're both divorced and they, they're both yeah. single mothers now um the fact that chelsea's well, her husband left her for the fbi agent who was investigating his embezzlement yeah i think is what happened <laughs> what and now he's in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, an amazing detail. Yeah, oh, I, I think the story. Yeah, yeah, the story of yeah. Chelsea's divorce is so funny, and they haven't given us the story of Raven's divorce yet. But we know that the father's like there because the kids are being picked up by him to go to school. Yeah, he's off screen. In the he's first, off screen so. in the first episode, yeah. so I think they're probably kind of leaving themselves very open there um, to see where they can take it. But um, yeah, I think. It looks it looks great, and I think there, if I was a kid again, I'd probably be well up for watching it. But I'm I'm not gonna lie; I'm probably still well up for watching it now. So <laughs> Look, you're in the right place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the ratio of kid actors to adult actors precludes a casual adult from watching it. Yeah, but if yeah. you're really into Raven first time around, I think it's it, it would be really really special to watch. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. I I'm think that's really nice that, that that it's a it it's like a like you said you know two divorced women raising kids but that that kind of thing can can be dealt with with humor um like that that's you know because it's obviously a sad thing when marriages end like i remember when my mom and dad split when i was seven and but i i I remember a lot of it being very funny like like kids of divorced parents hear both of their parents say absolutely batshit stuff like just about the whole situation like my mom's divorce came through on the day that the top of the spire went on um and like every year on like the anniversary of of the divorce she'd be like the top of the spire went on you know 15 years ago today (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that where you're just like that's this is mad that you know that but it's just like there can be a lot of humor in it um and yeah it's nice that i mean again mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire again was like the first thing I'd seen deal with you know a separation with with a bit of levity and um yeah more of that I think um especially as it's become more common or frequent or whatever yeah and I do I think it's um what what's lovely about it is it's just kind of giving you this idea of families being a different shape than this Mm. kind of Mm -hmm. a traditional two parents always heteronormative parents as well and and Mm. happy children that are brother and sister and blah 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 but yeah it's just this kind of nice unusual family dynamic and you do kind of get this feeling early on that that's what they're trying to bring to you is this um family of Raven and Chelsea being parents together um which is obviously a little bit of a, a nod maybe to uh the queer community and the fact that since that's a Raven you know in in that's so Raven, the early TV show, Raven is boy crazy. 
but Raven Simone years after that did come out and is now in a relationship with a woman um and so you know I, they didn't want to change the original character I guess but they have definitely created this new dynamic for the family yeah mm. yeah it's a, that's a nice it's a nice way to keep the two best characters on the show and kind yeah. Of compromise yeah. a bit on that yeah yeah I was reading an interview Facebook. with her where she said they actually did offer to like retcon Raven to be gay for it and she was like oh wow no, like Raven Baxter was yeah. a straight woman. Like I'm mm. gay, but Raven Baxter is, is straight. So let's just mm. keep it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah that's nice. Um, Ashley, is there anything you really wanted to mention about Raven that you have not mentioned yet? Oh. Or that somebody who was sitting at home going, hang on, believe they didn't mention this. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be remiss of me not to mention her catchphrases. Um, okay. So there's a couple of things that she says throughout the series and I think they just, they have worked their way into my thought process since I was a child. And the two things, the main two things, I know she has kind of other things that are wacky that she says and does throughout the series, but the first one is, oh, snap. <laughs> like, is that oh, hers? snap. Like, it's so, it just captures so much for such a <laughs> little couple of words. <laughs> um Very that is hers. yeah that is from that so raven and then um the other one is you nasty <laughs> <laughs> it's so good like and that. again it just encapsulates so much yeah. for not really saying much <laughs> if you'd asked me where those two phrases originated and given me two million guesses and everyone would have guessed that's so raven <laughs> I, I i would have guessed something queer a million yeah. times yeah yeah i, w- yeah, I, w- I would have absolutely yeah. not thought that they came from like a like a kid's show i like yeah. you nasty <laughs> yeah you nasty <laughs> <laughs> and she's so sweet and she went on to have a really a really great career and i mean princess diaries as well was a mm. moment and a half and her singing with julie andrews in princess diaries yeah <laughs> she's great for any podcast um, listeners i just made a gesture that my mind is blown um oh yeah <laughs> audio medium <laughs> yeah, yeah she's great and she always seems like whenever i've seen her crop up around the place she seems like a sound person yeah nice yeah being, she seems cool nice. i really um, i really like her and i think yeah across the whole series I, that audition episode is really cool because you just see that actually they're really really talented I mean, mm. theater school kids, you know, but yeah. um, Disney yeah. factory kids, they're Disney yeah. factory kids, but yeah. they are genuinely very talented. And I, I just loved them all so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Ashley, please plug your stuff, whatever you want to plug. Um, I don't have a huge amount to plug. I do have my own podcast, which is called, uh, well, it's originally called the Untitled Twitch Stream Podcast, but because that's a little bit of a mouthful, we are sort of shifting into a rebranding of the UTS show um and it is uh, myself and two amazing comedians John Hastings and Chris Betts who are both Canadian um Chris is based in Toronto John is based in LA so recording a podcast together is fun <laughs> <laughs> um and we but we actually record it live every Sunday night on Twitch and then we release it as a podcast and it stays up on YouTube as well so you can find it on any of those platforms and you can join in and contribute to the chat live on Sunday nights as well so that's kind of the main plug I have at the moment 
Awesome. awesome. Andrea, where can we find you? Um, nowhere right now. I am <laughs> social media dark. You are, yeah. yeah I'm gonzo. Um, I, What's that yeah, like? I'm, oh, it's great, man. <laughs> I, I downloaded TikTok. So I've just deleted Twitter from my phone. I still have the account, but I have to go onto my laptop whenever I have those thoughts that run away from me. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. You'll come to the dark side soon. No, I I will have to reactivate it once I have like a new series of the podcast Mm -hmm. or something to promote. But once I'm in dark mode, I'm uh, I'm I'm gone. But uh, yes, you can't find me anywhere, basically. But you can listen to my podcast, uh, my favorite album with Andrea Cleary. There's two seasons out now um and a third coming soon so go and subscribe it's really good alan was on one of the episodes talking about okay computer and that was great um and that's it that's the only place you can find me it's great okay <laughs> um i am still on twitter for forever and ever for uh, your sins. McGuire. yeah juvenilia is juvenilia underscore pod on twitter juvenilia pod on instagram we have a patreon where we do bonus episodes andrea was on the last bonus episode yeah where we talked about what we started and finished recently we had a big old conversation about weezer that was great i've become obsessed <laughs> with pat finnerty since then yes. um it's a whole new phase of my life uh thank you d mcdonald for our artwork thank you to cassie and fergal at tall tales for having us and we'll see you in two weeks everybody and thank you ashley Lenny, again thank you so Bye, much everybody. for having me on this was so much fun <laughs> <laughs>